0: Fool me seven times, shame on you. Fool me eight or more times, shame on me. Side by night.
1: Exterminate.
2: Computer, status report. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. <laughs> no! Saturday night. Welcome, everybody. They said we'd never make it to 73, and they were wrong. In keeping with tonight's theme, welcome to what might be sci fi Saturday night, or is it? Deep in Area 51, <laughs> if in fact Area 51 exists at all, at the underground sub level 21 Planned Paranormal Parenthood Clinic, I am the dome. Joining the talk after. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Duke. Joining the talk cast tonight, from the All to help out with glow sticks <laughs> firmly in hand, our skeptical technical wizard, if in fact wizards exist. Welcome, <laughs> Brianna. Actually, through the miracle of science, that can be arranged. Damn right. <laughs> Joining us tonight from the 4 color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, they say he's a cartoonist, but who knows for sure. Rumor is he's actually a Justin Bieber lookalike currently performing at the Bob Lazar <laughs> Room in the Tropic of Capricorn, one hotel and casino in Las Vegas. It's Illustrator X. <laughs> scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the Fandango? And the woman who I solemnly swear I simply will not make a single probe joke about, the dead redhead. <laughs>
1: I'm just enjoying the hallucinogens in my Nescafe coffee.
2: From <laughs> Outpost, California, in Indiana, although he's been found wandering naked through his hometown repeatedly, no, it's not Travis Walton. In fact, it is Awake by Java. The lights, the lights, they're calling to me. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest tonight is Blake Freeman, producer and director of the movie God Bless America to talk about the UFO subculture in the United States and the current skeptic view of the paranormal. Also joining in the discussion tonight is Travis, state director of the New Hampshire State Skeptics and all-around
3: Bon Vivant and friend of the show. How you doing, guys? Good. I don't I don't really have like an intro prepared. So I feel no, like that's me. okay. Neither, neither do I. Can hey, somebody give me a drum roll, something?
2: Eh, yeah, I've had it up to here with this place. <laughs> yep. That's <it>. that <laughs> is what I've got. Sorry guys. Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. We should get a drum roll. What's
4: wrong Wait, with we us? We
2: actually do need a drum roll, don't we? Somebody all
4: find right. me a drum roll. Kriana at sci-fi saturdaynight.com. No, that one sucks. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we we're looking more oh, right.
4: He's just a poor kid from the stupid ages. <laughs>
2: So, let's let's actually pretend <laughs> to do a show for a few moments here. X! Yo. You're up.
5: Looks like we got a full one again this week here. Uh, and... A full what? Colin? And, uh... <laughs> oh, my... What? <laughs> wow. Sorry. So, to take a second <laughs> here...
4: Uh, oh, my God!
5: <laughs> in the middle of all this... Um we all we got to start off the show, though, by acknowledging we actually uh, had a couple of sci-fi people pass away this week. Mm. Uh, we had writer Dwayne McDuffie. We lost Dwayne this week. He is uh, one of the driving forces behind DC's animated series, uh, brought a lot of the Batman cartoons to life, Justice League Unlimited, and so forth, and was a... Just a really good writer. I've read a lot of his stuff from Marvel and DC. And, no spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. He was—he was one of those guys that you know, you never was like, "Oh, I gotta go get the latest Wayne McDuffie, but it was like consistently good stuff. I mean, I know you guys aren't really into all that, but I—I I will miss his work.
2: No, and the then- DC—the DC universe uh, is going to mourn the fact that there's no good, not going to be any really writing herd on the uh, on their uh, animated movies anymore and he was kind of like the driving force behind that. Good yeah. point. Yeah. And that that's going to be sorely missed. Sorely and missed. I've, absolutely. Well, I believe the new
5: uh, Green Lantern one that's coming out this with Nathan Fillion is the, like the last thing he worked on.
2: Wow. That's um, a good way. That's that's a good exit strategy right there. A good, a good <laughs> That's a way to look at it. Sure. Absolutely.
5: <laughs> And then the other one was uh, Nicholas Courtney, uh, who longtime Doctor Who fans will know as Brigadier Alistair Gordon, Lethbridge Stewart, Ooh. Commander-in-Chief of the United Nations Intelligence Task Force. and, oh my God, just one of the best things about Doctor Who growing up in the '70s. You know
4: And for those of us born after 1900
5: you're <laughs> Your <opinions are> irrelevant.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ta- Tom Baker had a great uh, tribute to him on his blog. Yes.
6: He did. That was a good article. That
2: was good. So. Well, uh, while that's been going on in in the universe, and we're kind of you know filling out the empty spots, Kriana would like to introduce everybody in the blogosphere. Some new faces here at Sci Fi Saturday Night.
4: Yes, we have some new unpaid, underappreciated, oversexed interns. (laughs) I'm just assuming that last bit. It just kind of (laughs) fits.
2: They're anyway, interning for the Howard Stern Show. <laughs> oh,
4: on. right. It's different. Got it. Sorry, forgot well, which show I was he got on.
5: Blake on the show. He thinks
2: this
5: is Stern. <laughs> if this
4: is so, Stern, where are the topless women?
2: <laughs> Somebody, quick, say just Baba Booey, and let's move on. Thank you.
4: <laughs> anyway, th- those interns are MD Christie, Kaya. And our Daniel Alava, aka Ted Bronson, who is in our chat room right now, woo! He said he's not over sex, but I tend not to believe him. yeah. Because you know, when you write for Sci-Fi Saturday Night, that's that's the draw for the chicks.
1: Sex robot. <laughs> sex
4: robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yep.
5: And well, we've got more submissions coming. We may even have more on the way. Even
4: if it's just with your real doll. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. <laughs> Ouch. So definitely right. <laughs> keep, an eye on our, keep an eye on our site because we've got new articles coming up every day now.
4: <laughs> yeah, and if you still would like to participate, there are still slots open. I'm not disclosing how many, though.
1: Right.
5: That's right.
4: So, so email kriana at sci with a very detailed resume and some writing samples and your blood type, and we'll see how it goes. I was going
1: to say a picture, but I don't know. <laughs> no!
4: No. That's okay.
2: So, IGN TV came out with their top 50 sci-fi shows.
4: That was a great segue.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I was trying I was trying to get away from topless interns, (laughs) thank (laughs) you. Trying to move the field forward as it were. Well,
6: unfortunately, the article at IGN-TV was obviously written by people who were distracted by topless interns. It's the stupidest list I've ever seen in the universe. It's ridiculous. I mean, granted, a lot of the greatest sci-fi television shows are on the list, but The Order? Leave something to be desired.
2: Star okay. Trek: The Animated Series does not even belong on the list.
1: No, no, it doesn't.
6: You know what doesn't belong on the list? Lost. Lost is not science fiction. <laughs> hey, yeah, it, it just sucks.
5: It. Oh, Wait, here we it, go. It's got a polar bear-powered time machine, aka, it is a sci-fi show.
4: No, it like doesn't.
5: No. Remember, but they're
6: all they're all dead. It's it's not.
4: It's sci-fi. more of a dream. <laughs>
1: Spoiler.
0: Okay, how about Voltron? If you haven't seen why The is, End of why Lost... Why does Voltron show up on that list no Because Voltron has cool toys.
6: True. And, you know, there, there there are some really great shows that could have been on the list and
2: weren't. But well, Alpha isn't on the list. Yeah, what the that's, hell is up with that? That's a sitcom.
4: It's still Alf, science fiction.
2: Alpha is some of the best science fiction
1: around. Alpha again.
6: I, I'm i just going to say that there's, a, and this isn't a spoiler, although you do have to click through five pages and watch an advertisement and then watch a video to find out what their number one show is, guess Which what? Which is ridiculous. Battlestar yeah. Galactica.
0: What? Old or new?
2: The
5: new, one. The new oh, one. Oh, what? No. We all, I all thought that. it would be the classic series.
2: I, I would frankly no. have had more respect for them had it been the old one, but I was still bitch slapped the ending in that. Sorry.
5: What? what? One, no. Two. Well, what
0: did you expect? That was like the whole point of that show. Why? Why am I getting that? <laughs> I don't know.
6: <laughs> I, I mean, the order of this it, this list is just ridiculous. I mean, you've got the the to Star Trek the original series ends up higher on the list than The Next Generation. And I'm sorry, but that's, that's just not...
1: That's fucked up. Wait a minute! Wait, wait a minute! I'll
5: fight you on that wait one. Wait
1: a minute. Don't help me out here. Go ahead.
5: <laughs> no, I wanted
1: yeah, for you to yeah, help no, me out. No, no, no. Okay, it goes, it goes, <laughs>
0: Next sorry.
4: Generation DS9 Original Series Voyager Enterprise.
0: See, I did not like Voyager.
4: That's why Voyager is right above Enterprise.
5: Well, yeah. It's, I liked it when it was called Lost in
2: Space. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked it when Harlan Ellison wrote the book. Yes. I,
6: I, I just think I, that the list is ridiculous, and it it's obviously meant to create tension in the sci-fi community, like so many other flame bait stories are, and it's ridiculous link bait. I mean, they've got so many click-throughs, and I just... I hate yeah,
2: them. I, I agree. I agree. Wait, <laughs> I'm annoyed no. with the way which was presented. Uh, oh. I'm annoyed with the the logic or lack thereof. Uh, it's just well, ridiculous. quick quick
5: roundtable. What's everyone's? What does everyone feel the number one show should have been?
2: Next generation. I think so too. Uh, Easy. You know, I could have gone with Doctor Who. Yeah. Or have, Doctor Who. Yeah. Okay, I could see Doctor Who. I'd be happy well, with that. Or. or I could have gone classic and gone with Twilight Zone.
0: Twilight
6: Zone but was Doctor
4: Who is also kind of classic.
2: Right. Twilight Zone is my choice.
6: But see, then, then you've got things like uh, Fringe, which yeah. might end up being one of the best ever. Um,
4: oh, especially right
1: after Friday night?
6: Firefly. He-
1: was that on there?
6: It was on. Last it was, was number 10.
4: So,
2: it was
1: so dark last night. But it was so wonderful. At the same time, it was
4: French?
2: amazing. Oh my God! Yes, I, s- I actually had to watch it three times to actually figure it out. Firefly
4: is definitely in the top ten, though. Yeah. yeah I see, I, agree. I,
6: I just, I just, uh, I really, really take issue with a lot of the things on the list, and that's what the whole thing is about. They want people on the comment sections going nuts because it's just going to drive up their advertisement, you know, profits. So. You know, what? Yeah. there's only
4: one <laughs> Star Trek that deserves to be in the top ten, though.
2: Mm -hmm. I don't know. I disagree with that. I disagree with that because I really think Deep Space Nine should be in the top ten. I think it may have been one of the finest series they ever did, but it wasn't for everyone. Uh, Next Gen? No. Yeah. Yeah. Next Gen? Absolutely. Well, I mean, Next Gen and
4: Doctor Who could tie for number one for me.
0: I don't know about that. The only reason I say that is because Next Gen, looking back at it now... It doesn't. There are episodes that hold up really well, and they, that's the ones that they keep playing over and over and over again on BBC America. But there's some that are very <laughs> dated and are horrible. And I think they get away with it because they have such a volume of backlog. Well, but, it's gonna
4: be that way with any TV show, though.
0: I don't know, Although, though. But Doctor Who is consistently good. No, it's well, not. <laughs> no, uh-huh. no, uh-huh. not the old uh-huh. Season. Uh-huh. source, uh-huh. no,
6: no. So, uh,
4: so I speaking think the of Doctor fire, Who. Fire, <laughs> Speaking of Firefly, you know that Nathan Fillion site? That's a huge scam. Nobody donate their money to that. The people who are behind it, like, won't even come out and say who they are. And I just I just wanna this is my public service announcement for our listeners. If someone online wants your money, they'll do anything to get it. And if they're not even gonna tell you who they are, you know, you probably don't want to give them your money. Don't do it. Please. Okay.
2: Nathan Fillion yeah. actually tweeted that.
4: Give your money to people like, oh, I don't know, Browncoats Redemption. They have a legitimate business. You know exactly that your money is going to charity and how much and to which charity. And you get a cool DVD and you're supporting independent reimaginings of Firefly.
5: And where did you buy that DVD?
4: <laughs> At BrowncoatsMovie.com using the com- uh, coupon code SFSN twenty eleven, which now works.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, Phillian tweeted uh, two days ago. And the tweet essentially it reads exactly it's beautiful to dream of more Firefly, but in caps, please don't send any money. Just keep being great brown coats, which you are.
4: And you know what, you gotta have respect for the man because Absolutely. He's so awesome. He's just Cool. I mean, unlike Jim Parsons, when he does an interview and he's just an annoying little twit. Um,
2: well, you're really down on Jim You know,
4: right? I kind of hate him right now. You're so angry at him. I am. You know why? Because the guy who played Raj was in that Tonight I'm Fracking You video, and even though we're kind of mad at them for bailing on us, like he gets um, some geek okay. cred for that. He gets some geek cred for that. Nathan Fillion, he didn't have to do those Firefly allusions in Castle. No one made him. He wanted to. You know why? Because he's a big freaking geek.
6: Bam, <laughs> said the lady.
2: Damn right. And that's why I love him. You know, and uh... also, there were a number of, in Browncoat's Redemption, uh, Firefly cameos that didn't have to be made. And they actually wanted to do it. Yeah, everyone who
4: was in it was in it for the love yeah. of it.
2: But see, this is the this is the
6: problem. You know, Nathan Fillion talked about getting the rights to Fringe, or, or uh, I'm sorry, Firefly, um, from fringe. Fox. Yeah, sorry, uh, from Fox, and that's probably not going to happen. I mean, it, it, there's just there's just no way that they're going to give up those rights. I mean, they're still making money off of that movie or that series and that movie. And so there's no reason to get, get rid of it. And, but there is apparently some kind of reason in some executives mind to move fringe to Friday nights.
2: Well, this is a classic Fox move.
5: A really <laughs> yes. good show.
2: Here we go. And here's where I start pissing on people. Fox, <laughs> You suck. You are fools. You take a great show, you take it and you put it in the Friday ghetto and watch it die and walk away. Now, the ratings for Fringe this week for what may have been one of the finer, darkest shows ever were down for no other reason than you shoved it in the death slot and you walked um, away.
4: Yep, yeah, that's it. Oh, and. Uh, thought, wait a minute,
0: wait a minute. I thought the
5: ratings were holding up.
2: The ratings this week tanked, actually.
4: By the way, Ted, you're totally right. Jim Parsons, or Maynard, Maynard, you're totally right. Parsons will never be on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I, in fact, forbid it. (laughs) Jim Parsons, you you could cry. You can be back.
5: He'll never be on the show.
4: (laughs) Yes, it is.
5: I forbid it.
4: You once you can come to me and tell me what a TARDIS is, sincerely, I'll think about it. But until such a time, you do not deserve to grace our Skype channel.
2: Uh, Woo! Okay. Well, Here's I'm what afraid. the ratings look like for this week for genre programming. Fringe, with a 2.2 2. 2 and a 4 overall, was beaten by The Cape. Okay, I really <laughs> like The Cape! Let me finish. Was beaten by... Chuck was okay. beaten by... Chuck has gotten no, really lame. <laughs> Chuck ...was beaten sucks by so bad. No Ordinary Family. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and here's the worst one. Was beaten by... Was beaten by V. Oh! Oh! <laughs> In fact, V, with a 3.2 and a 5 overall, with an 86.5 loyalty index, was the highest-rated genre show around somebody shoot me
4: no okay can we talk about the cape for a nope. minute because i just started watching it and why why didn't i watch it before i don't know i was kind of dumb but we just caught up on it and it <laughs> is so entertaining
2: it's got a very entertaining feel to it and it has the same feel that the graphic novel has yeah in that respect. it really does,
4: it does feel like you're reading a comic book
1: see i watched the first couple and i just couldn't get into it eh. it's a bit chauvinistic but so are
4: comic books a bit, <laughs> just a bit actually. Because I don't know. I don't know if you found out. Spoiler alert! Orwell what? is Summer Glau hot. Uh, hot. Uh, haven't
6: watched it at all.
4: Spoiler! Sorry, I said spoiler. You should have shut your ears. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and I still um, don't
6: know why she's hot, but
4: whatever. But she. Is, is and she's a really awesome actress, and it has something called the Carnival of Crime. What else do you need to know?
1: <laughs> the that Carnival
4: was, of Crime. It
1: a little contrived, though. That no, sound, well, yes, be, it's oh. totally
4: contrived, but it's still freaking entertaining. And those <laughs> contacts with the chess piece in the middle—that's just genius. Yes, yeah, it does I sound. The, the Carnival of Crime does
6: sound vaguely uh, Wild Wild West.
4: who cares? So i mean it's not serious okay, it doesn't pizza, it, well, well,
1: because yes.
6: of it. it it sounds like bingolito Lovel- loveless plot yeah it it's- does actually in fact i the- think loveless. i saw that episode
4: you know it's just fun and it's a good entertaining hour you know what else what else do you really want it's not dr who it's never gonna be dr yeah. who it's not star trek it doesn't pretend to be It's it is what it is, and it doesn't try to be anything else.
6: Yes, and
2: something else
6: that doesn't try to be anything other than what it is is Top Cat in 3D. (laughs)
2: In
1: (laughs) Spanish.
2: Yeah, but that just sucks.
1: Wow.
2: Anybody else want to complain about my segways? I did not. We're
5: <laughs> gone for the Saturn Awards. We're going for Top Cat in three D. <laughs> yep, we passed on the
2: Saturn Awards. We're going for Top Cat in three D. Why? I I haven't the faintest freaking idea. Because we're wasted. Oh, no.
4: What do you spell, Bibble? B <laughs> I <E-I-> Bibble
2: Bibble. <laughs> uh. And what? Uh, it's not <laughs> You got to remember, Creon, On Saturday mornings, you would sit and watch Top Cat.
4: No, I wouldn't.
2: Oh yeah, you did. No,
4: I watched Teen Titans. Thank you. <laughs> Teen <laughs>
2: tight. I
4: never
0: watched Top I, Cat. I used to. I used to watch Top Cat. There wasn't even like that. Is the flattest cartoon ever? How can they bring yeah, it to t- three D? Yeah,
4: Travis watched it when he was little. So that was like a million years before I was little. <laughs> oh, there Shut she goes. <laughs> He's like old. Wow! What are you talking about he's <laughs> maybe in his forties. God, is... geezer. No, <laughs> G-
0: no.
4: geezer. <laughs> I'm not even thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> geezer. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Sorry, oh my. this is my third glass of wine.
0: Okay, you need <laughs> a geezer. You probably a a geezer. Mark. I don't want to know what she's gonna call you guys. <laughs> well, <let's,
2: laughs> well uh, don't
4: maybe the crypt keeper, but I still love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian is just a walking skeleton at this point. I
2: Careful.
4: <laughs> what about me? Um, you're forever young. Oh,
1: thank
5: you. <laughs> Obviously.
4: <laughs>
1: thank you, sweetheart.
5: This portion of the program brought to you by Rod Stewart. I'm sorry, you're just going to stay hot
4: forever. <laughs>
6: <You're just laughs> just... <No>, this portion <laughs> of the program bought, brought to you by Boone Hill. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh. And our ratings just went down.
2: <laughs> okay, so, if anybody's been seeing the uh, trailers for the movie Red Riding Hood, they kind of yeah. look cool. Kind, kind of. Kind of. In a
5: stupid way. Uh, well, <laughs> so, they so did the movie cool. last year that where they
2: were vacuuming up people into spaceships.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: Amazon came up with this great book movie tie-in gimmick. And they began selling both hard copy and... and uh, Electronic copies of the book last month. Here's the catch.
4: There's a catch. Shit.
2: There's no last chapter to the book. They don't tell you the end of the movie. They give you a website that you can go to and download after the movie opens the last chapter of the book.
4: That's, that's That's just freaking stupid. This no, that's like, fun. That's,
1: like, that's a good idea. What I was think. the Australian movie that I was in love with for so a picnic a uh, picnic and hanging rock. rock. And that the last chapter of the book wasn't out for like ten years. They didn't put it out, literally.
5: And they shouldn't have. It was a stupid chapter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the
6: question I have: Where's my freaking lu- luck dragon for this never-ending story?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> would, I'll crochet you one. Would you like to know what the last chapter of the book is?
5: She dies. And, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and they all... So.
2: Spoilers. Okay, here's the spoiler alert. Stuff it in your ears if you don't want to hear it. Uh, Stuff <laughs> what in your ears? <laughs> whatever you'd like. The bottom line is that at least six websites are now saying, she is the wolf. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Wow. I would have never guessed it.
6: Oh my gosh, I'm so surprised.
2: She's the wolf? Uh, And where's Doug saying, I know? Oh.
4: You know, he just kind of heard the news, and he was thinking about it, and then he went.
5: I know. Fair enough. Oh, great. Now you tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Do we have time to squeeze in the Saturn Awards? Because, man, I got on them. Okay. Go for (laughs) it. Well, first of all, Dom. Yeah. As a veteran sci-fi fan. That would be me. Yes. (laughs) Uh, A a frail, China-like, fragile fan of sci-fi. Yeah. (laughs) Who are you, Harlan (laughs) Ellison? Did the Uh, Saturn Awards ever mean something?
2: (laughs) uh, Honestly, no. No. <laughs> okay. They Thank never God. have it so
5: bad, because you know, I saw the the announced this year's list, and I'm like, on one hand, it's like, "Wow, Anna Torv is up for best actress for Fringe. That's awesome. On the other so, hand, so is Erica Duranci for Smallville.
4: <gasps> what Smallville ew
5: Wait wait wait. wait, wait. best movie. Wait. It I gets see better. Inception Yeah, yeah, then best movie inception. I'm like, all right, I kind of figured that'd be on the list. Splice. Clash of the Titans. Yes! I love Clash of the Titans. No!
4: That was so cute.
2: Twilight Eclipse. Twilight. Shoot me now.
1: Uh.
2: Best horror film. Wait. Best horror film. Kick-Ass.
1: What?
4: (laughs)
2: Shutter Island. What? That wasn't even sci-fi. Thank you.
1: No best horror. That was best horror. Best it wasn't even horror, though.
2: Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it best was like psychological thriller.
0: Well, a, well it says uh, best horror or thriller film.
2: Huh. Best action film.
5: True grit. Oh.
2: <laughs>
5: now, now, guys, just to, just to rub salt in the wound, didn't Browncoats Redemption come out last year?
4: <laughs> yes, it did.
5: Does that make the list? Oh, of course, it. Oh, what the
4: fuck is wrong with you people?
1: <laughs> there goes the rating. All the ratings
5: have been gone. <laughs> All right. Best All you brown coats to... out there. Sci-Fi yeah. Saturday Night Awards: Brown Coats Redemption. The first annual Brainy.
1: Yay! Oh my God!
4: We should have the Brainy Awards. Brainy
2: Awards. Brainy Awards. Brainy, Brainy Awards. May first. After wait 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 I gotta look I gotta look we gotta set a date. <laughs> <laughs> Damn,
1: come on to something there, Rex. Oh,
6: I'll wait, come you on are you, you are saying <laughs> brainy, not grainy. right? Oh, I'll
4: come on to something in a minute. Just who will it be?
5: Don't do it on the fly. Let's let's think this one out. But I think it out of
2: the end of May because okay. we'll be out of the uh, con season at that point. The end of May we will announce well, no. the Brainy Awards.
4: Okay, wait, I have to I have to do a quick shout out for a second because uh one of our one of our newbies, MD Christie, just popped into the chat room, so hiya, how's it going? Hi, and sweetie! The brainies. It's a new thing. Love it.
2: The Brainy yeah. Awards. Now, now of course this is What we're gonna
4: is- We're gonna make it about as much as the Nebula Awards, so really?
5: <laughs> really? Oh. I
4: think we should have the best and worst. I think we need to like honor the ones that tanked so hard.
5: Oh yeah, oh, we can that'll do that. fill up a few episodes. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, and we'll have to find out just how you know certain documentaries do.
4: Oh my god! I need to buy some new envelopes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking if we oh, don't want to them, if we don't want to call been them the Brainy Awards you know, we could take a cue from the Saturn and call them the Uranus Awards?
4: (laughs) No, I like the brainies. (laughs) I like the brainies, it's catchy. I like the brainies.
2: Brainy it is. Let's
5: spin the wheel and and talk to our guest.
4: You know what, we should name our brain.
5: Okay, let's spin the wheel.
4: (laughs) I know!
5: Bring it on, baby!
4: (laughs) Bender, shush. You're supposed to be dead.
5: (laughs)
2: Can we we spin the hula
5: of hoops, please? Actually, through the miracle of science, that can be arranged.
4: It is in in honor of Maynard tonight, it was the Wheel of Balls.
2: The Wheel of what?
4: It's the Wheel of Balls.
2: Oh, the Wheel of Balls. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we do have two winners tonight, actually. Maynard Winter and Witchy Poo are both winners tonight. Yay! Uh,
1: hey. Whoot whoot!
2: And, uh... Now, we we owe, love
1: Maynard, too.
2: Witchy you, Poo, we owe
5: you for a few weeks' worth, so... So we're <laughs> going to
2: take good care of you, baby. And Maynard, <laughs> the check is in the mail. And by check, I don't mean money. I mean an actual check. He's, he's, he's Slovakian. He'll be coming your <laughs> way. <laughs> Oh, that was funny, because I'm drunk. And how can can people win on the show tonight? To win on the show tonight, all you have to do is drop a comment down in the comment section. Once we post it
4: on the blog, though.
2: Once we post it on the blog, and then... And what? Very lucky. You can win stuff.
4: Oh, are we giving something away? We have to give them something tangible, or they'll think they'll just, you know give them flaming dog crap. No,
5: we have no, we have a lot of stuff to give you. Yeah, away. we, we don't
4: dive into crap. his pile of crap. And
2: <laughs> sorry. I've been piling stuff up <laughs> and here it is. <laughs> but before we get into whatever it is we're going to get into, <laughs> oh, okay.
4: and we're getting into it.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Blake Freeman is producer and director of a movie called God Bless America. Um, when I first heard about this movie, it was kind of... You know, I think Travis shot me a link to it. Yes.
4: Yeah, he's and, a yuppie like that.
2: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he said, you need to get this guy on. And I sat at work and I started giggling. <laughs> and I said, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, Blake Freeman.
3: Blake, welcome Yay. to the show.
1: Thanks,
3: guys. I appreciate it.
1: There's a drum roll. Yeah! Okay.
3: That was it? That's what I got? (laughs) 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 Wait, wait, I got got one more.
2: Okay, that's all you get.
3: That one's better, though. I like it. (laughs) Okay, good. I'll take it.
2: So, Blake, let's talk a little bit about what God Bless America is all about.
3: Okay, so, you know, originally I wanted to... uh, Wanted to do a film debunking some some other things, and uh, we were in the process of that. Uh, we actually went on a uh, like a home shopping network type show, and uh, we were playing around with the idea of messing with people with exercise equipment and all these stupid things they buy that they have no idea what they're buying. And uh, we ordered pizza, and the night the, or ordered food, I'm sorry, and then the, the night the guy delivered it was the night I met Leroy. And uh, he ended up delivering us the food, and it came to eighty-eight dollars and eighty-eight cents. And that's how, because my bill was some magic number, he started telling me about triple wealth and prosperity and all this th- stuff that I was going to have. And from there, it just blossomed into I got to do a movie around this guy.
2: So, talk to me about Leroy and his like uh, tinfoil
3: hat and the whole routine. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, his hat's not really a tinfoil. I don't, it, it's some kind of—I don't know exactly what it was made for. He—he he told me all this stuff. And he was making these hats to protect him from uh, having aliens read his his thoughts at night. Um, okay, it, and, and, and a, to be a, fair, to be fair, right. when you first met him,
2: this was his firm belief.
3: Right. Right. Right,: okay. so. and, and he's, probably, he's probably pretty accurate, you know now. I mean, you got to if you really think about it, the government is definitely after us, and aliens are living here. They're just flying around every single night. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but so to me, I was like, all right, we were, have you actually ever seen an alien? Have you ever seen a UFO? And you know, he's, no, but he's, he's kind of that thing where I have faith in it. you know, I, I know it exists or I'm scared that it exists. So I took him on a journey to find out if it was real. And we went to Roswell, the first place we went to.
2: Okay, so let's talk about that. You're sitting here as a confirmed skeptic. He's sitting there as a confirmed believer who lives by it on a daily basis. And off you go to the holy grail of ufology, Roswell, New Mexico, in the middle of their UFO jamboree
3: right, right, so here i am, I'm the rain cloud <laughs> you know, <when> <laughs>
2: um,
3: no, you know, I went in I didn't want to it's it's hard to find. you know the Bill Maher approach when he did religious yeah he was he was very forthcoming, and I guess i, I um almost sometimes. Before anybody even got a word out, it was like, you know, what you are believing in is bullshit. I, did, I could not be that way to Leroy because, you know, th- this man is standing in front of me and I have to spend time with him. So I told him, I don't know what's real or not. Let's just, you know, let's go find out. So, I, you know, I kind of I went that approach instead of just telling him all this stuff is bullshit, you know, and I'm going to prove it to you. You know, we kind of did a fact-finding thing. And, man, there are some facts that uh, are not so factual in the UFO conference or convention or wherever we were. It was crazy. And forgive me, I got a cold, by the way.
2: No, that's all right.
0: Now, now Blake, this is this is Travis. Uh, did sure. in, While you were going through this, did you find anything that you found even remotely compelling? Um, a compelling in what manner? Are you it saying ch- that? To change your mind in favor oh. of psychics and and UFOs and stuff.
3: Um here's here's how I changed. I became more let's say militant (laughs) in a sense to try to help people after I found you know, after we interviewed and paid for and did all of these things. Now we spent guys and you know this was a small movie by the way when we did it. It was a half a million dollar budget and uh but a half a million dollars is a lot of money to go and try to find out if this stuff is real or not, okay. so when looking at it like that, we spent a lot of money you know seeing all these people and 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 hearing these stories and and looking at evidence which is <laughs> there there there's just no real evidence there you know that we found um and but my main focus on this movie basically was Leroy's life, you know. How is this, how can we help him not believe in this stuff? And, you know, that's, that was, that was the point that I was trying to make. Now, as far as, did I find anything compelling that might've changed my mind? Y- yes. Here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. There was a guy, I, and you know what? I'm terrible at names right now. I should have his name, but I'm sorry. I'm on NyQuil, but, uh, he was a, um, he's part of the Randy Foundation, I believe. Um, oh. And oh, yep. James, Rennie. yeah, the J-ra. It, was in, yep. it was in it was in Vegas yeah and I, I spoke with Adam Savage and I spoke with this other guy and uh, he showed me basically all of these tricks of the trade of psychics and everything and he, he's like one of the elite guys uh, you know in that business for a long time and he actually fooled the government in the 70s oh Banachek yes Banachek yeah. great guy by the way we had a great time with him um and when when banachek did his little thing in front of me i was convinced that he was a psychic (laughs) that's how good the guy was and then you know we know it's all a trick um so what i did understand was that this is a you know what i found compelling i guess is this is a much deeper issue guys we laugh about it or laugh it off or say you know what I don't know if uh, aliens are here probing or, or taking Travis Walton and all his family or anybody else, Don Ray Walton for that matter, um, <laughs> you know, to, to, to other worlds. But this is serious. It, it, this, these beliefs sometimes hurt you know, some, some individual American's ability to, to live, pay bills and everything else. I think it goes much
2: deeper than that. I think that there is a subculture
3: which is,
2: there are two different subcultures that we're dealing with here. <clears throat> One that is uh, deeply, deeply flawed and believe it, will believe virtually anything. A second that is so deeply cynical that they will literally go after anything with, with a shovel. <laughs> and somewhere in the middle, there may be some, something that exists, but neither side is actually
3: going to recognize it. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of truth to that. Nobody, you know, they're never going to come to an agreement on 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 what we don't know. You know, yeah. now, is, is there life out there in the universe? Yes, I, I would probably say if I had to bet chips on that, that yes, if there is, are they circling our Earth and and you know flying here and hiding from us? No, I, I don't believe that they've ever visited Earth. Why would they? You know, it's like you driving twenty five hundred miles to get to Disney World and then hiding behind a tree and not letting anybody see you. Like why would you come so far? You know what I'm
6: saying? I mean, I'm sorry. Are you are you comparing uh Earth and the human race to Disneyland and I, the Disney characters? Well, because we're not I'm sorry, I can't measure up to Mickey. Uh,
5: say <laughs>
3: – Listen, try in, in
5: try Farm.
3: <laughs> in, in all fairness, man, Disney probably is our world. <laughs> so, um, no, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I find it, I found it difficult to just comprehend how somebody could even get caught up in that. But I know that, you know... We have to believe, and, and you know, we have to believe something. We have to put, always put somebody else in charge. We have to believe the government's doing something. We can't even grasp at the fact that they're probably as inept as we you know as they are. We think that it's all because it's a conspiracy. Um, so I, mean, I,
2: are- I honestly am sick to death of conspiracy theories. I mean, the reality is, when you have uh, Julian Assange who can literally find me out anything anybody needs to know about anything in WikiLeaks, how can we believe for a moment that we have a government capable of actually hiding anything for any length of time?
3: Right, Realistically. Who believed
4: that's just,
3: that? That's exactly my point. And, um, you know, it, unfortunately, 200 million people in this country believe that stuff, that the government is hiding this and that and the other. I mean, they, they can't even... The King, hide their car keys. I mean you know it's, <laughs> exactly it, well, unfortunately, think- that's, that's the way it is. But if I made a movie, guys, if I made a movie just about that, it would be a documentary that nobody would want to go see. And you know, I mean except for the diehard, you know people that want to discuss it like us, I mean, I had to make this thing humorous. I had to keep it, you know what it is. It's a story about Leroy. This movie, there's some really, really, really funny shit in it, and how I got started in this business, uh, we did a television show that we created for True TV called Rogue Society, and we started getting back at con con artists of the world. Uh, To give you an example, we test drove a car from a used car salesman that had screwed a girl over on a car, and we faked a bank robbery, and then... You know, while we were in the car with him, we had hidden cameras and everything, and the guy ended up peeing his pants. So we were like the Robin Hood for the... <laughs> <laughs> the That's kind um, of
4: amazing.
3: Yeah, so we did that. And and I had all of that knowledge rolling into this when I met Leroy, and I was like, all right, you know what? We're going to pull like a big elaborate stunt or prank. And we did that in each of the sections of Paranormal. Um, I actually had a voodoo woman put a 24-hour curse on me, um, that I was going to die in 24 hours, and then guys, I went skydiving and everything. I don't want to blow the whole movie, but I just did a bunch of. Stuff,
4: well, but. spoiler alert: you're alive.
3: Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, <laughs> that's pretty damn good, by the way. Um,
0: but yeah, I would say the best part of the trailer is the is the fake crop circle.
3: Yeah, it, it's it, listen. It, you know, it oh. is not a one joke movie. That is for sure, guys. We we went to when I took. Leroy to Vegas, we actually uh we went out partied and, and we snuck out of our hotel bill. That's all I mean there's like there's so much stuff that you don't even see coming and I can't give you the end of the movie, which I wanna tell you right now, but
4: Are 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 we gonna be missing the last chapter? Really?
3: <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, it cuts off.
5: <laughs> I'll tell you, your trailer had me right at the, the opening shot there where you're being chased uh, in, a in, a, in a tutu by uh, some by skin skinheads. I was like, oh, this will be fun.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, well, it it, huh? and it got better.
5: And I was like, oh,
3: yes. So th- there's a there's a lot of good stuff in there, and um, the good news is, j- just this past week, we were planning on rolling the movie out in theaters ourselves uh, this March, and we have been we've now been given two different studio distribution offers in the last week. So, oh nice. Uh, we th- this thing is going much larger than what we expected. Now the 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 release date now gets pushed to May, but at the same time, it's going to be in a thousand theaters, guys. So. That's awesome! Nice. Cool. Now, now, actually, I
0: awesome. heard a, I heard an earlier interview um, on a, on a podcast, uh, the Skeptic Zone, where you um, were talking about how some of the stuff might have got cut because of some legal stuff due to getting shot at. Is is there any new status on that?
3: Um, not that I can talk about now. Yeah, okay.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Well, when you can talk about it, we'll expect you to come back.
2: <laughs> you got it,
3: man. I will definitely do that. But, uh, yeah, the, the movie, you know, we actually end debunking a very big, there's uh, <laughs> just, just a very big world here, and, and, and you know, another school of thought, and has nothing to do with alien psychics or paranormal, but it's, it's something that you would definitely want to see, and you've probably thought about this a hundred times. But we had to do something to save uh, Leroy's home and, and about, I'm not going to tell you anymore, but the ending is, is great because of what we what we were able to pull off. So, Blake, Thanks. how much of this is real? How much of this is comedy?
2: How much of this is documentary? I mean, do, does it all just get thrown in the blender and
3: come out? Well, here, here's the deal. <laughs> Leroy is 100% a real person. He's never been on television before, and... and you know what? Our we finished this movie at a really bad time because Joaquin Phoenix just did a completely whole fake story about his life that he was going to become a rapper, right? And, and that, along with Catfish, at the same time, just you know, it kind of made people step back and go, "Wait a minute, is your stuff real? Can any of this be real?" And I'm, um, you know, we're we're just like look up these people, Don Ray Walton. look up Prophet Yahweh, look all the all of these people have been on the internet for years, you know, spewing their alien beliefs or what have you. So you can actually find uh, everyone that's in the film, you know, they're not actors, they're, they are who they are, you know, and, they, and most of them have their own sites and they have this and that. And so it's, you know we're welcome for anybody to look at anything, but it's it is definitely Leroy is a real guy, not an actor. and but what an amazing guy. when i I, I tell you when we started the journey, he was not probably the healthiest guy, but then I, I come and I meet him and take him on a journey, and this man's making a movie and and he's got a new newfound thought process and and he's he's like he's twenty years old again. Yeah, his spirit is is really, really high. That's awesome. That
2: is great to know. Um, so, you've got this movie. You've got a distribution deal working for it. This son of a gun is in the can.
3: What's coming up for you? Well, the next movie is called Noobs, and it is a uh, a comedy about... Uh, now, this is a traditional narrative, guys. It's a comedy about um, four four buddies that travel to Vegas to play in an online video game championship okay uh, we'll, we will be releasing the game uh, very soon I can just tell you that the top four biggest game sellers um, in that genre are buying for that spot so it is a great comedy it is very grounded stays true to that world of online gaming and it is, uh, it is really 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 funny because I was an online gamer so I think we hit it at the right time
2: I think I think many of us here on the cast were online gamers at one time or another,
3: yeah, uh, yeah So we can we can write a great script when we know what we're talking about <laughs>
2: Yep. now kriana you you were you were mentioning earlier who 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 are the best extras for films like this
4: uh you know i I think podcast hosts are pretty awesome uh I've heard that before I,
2: I've been told. That, yeah. Um, something to keep in mind, Blake, you know, as as you we are,
3: we are actually, as of right now, this may change, but as of right now, production starts, uh, in April in Tennessee, so, if you can make it down, you can be in the movie, so, uh, I'll, I'll (laughs) put it out there right Uh, now,
2: hmm.
5: (laughs) (laughs) road trip, road trip coming, what? Nothing says "I love you" to your favorite podcast like sending us bus fare.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're telling you, to like, put you on a screen.
5: Yeah, Lake. Let me ask you, um, uh, you uh, your 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 co star aside, there have have uh, you changed the opinions of anybody who's been able to see advanced screenings
3: of the film? You know, we had a one particular instance. That's funny you said that. We we screened in front of two hundred people, by the way, at a uh, NRG testing, and we scored above excellent in every category. We scored eighty five percent of um, above excellent ratings. What males under twenty five, and that's a big that's a big testing score for a movie here. Um, one person that we know that were, that was watching it, she was 24, 25 years old, and she just started crying during the movie at parts where she shouldn't have cried at. And I was, you know, I was like, what's wrong? <laughs> and she she said, your movie's going to help so many people. And she started telling me a story about when she first got here, she was eating lunch alone, and a woman came up to her and said, your grandmother's talking to me. And she ended up, long story short, she gave this woman thousands of dollars over the course oh of Oh, my God. And so I never, you know, I, I made a I made a movie about it and I and I, you know I wanted to make a comedy about it. I never really thought that it would have this kind of, you know, uh, I guess appeal to, to to these people that it may change them or help them, and so not a lot of people have seen it, and that already came out. So I, there's got to be a lot of Leroy's out there. So, so tell me uh, some
2: more about Leroy. How how this experience changed him
3: well Leroy is great he's um, you know he, his beliefs everything everything since we finished you know I, I can't really tell you exactly what Leroy is doing doing now because it's in the film you know okay. no <laughs> but, spoilers
2: I got you no yeah, problem <laughs> but,
3: uh, you, you'll see it in the movie but Leroy is um he's he's doing very very well. In fact, uh, I guess a month ago or a couple months ago we went and had dinner with him for his uh, sixty his ninth birth- birthday, seventieth birthday, sixty ninth birthday. So he is uh, Leroy is kicking, and man, that guy is he's awesome. He is he is a funny guy, and I don't you know I don't make a habit of trying to get to know my delivery guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I, it's not like I answered the door, you know, wearing something nice, a negligee or anything.
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! No, but you were wearing a ring pink, for Only
3: for us, right? <laughs> wow! So, you know, the
2: negligee. I got enough.
5: I, I I just thought that as soon as I saw your trailer, I th- um I was reminded of uh, there's this thing on the X Files. Oh where... Jesus! No, 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 <laughs> on. Uh, Mulder's. Oh,
1: I'm the one that likes them. no no okay. on
5: Mulder's uh, office there was a poster and it said it showed like a UFO and it said, "I want to believe and that always bothered the hell out of me because it's not I believe I have facts I have proof I want to okay believe. well, but
4: believing has nothing to do with facts or proof. If you have facts and proof you don't have to believe it's a fact. If you believe in but, something it means you don't have proof
5: well that's my my point you know. How, you know, you've taken it upon yourself to try to convince people who have a firm belief with no, you know, no facts to back it up. And, you know, I think it's great is, you know, that you're already changing people's opinions. But it's like, wow, you, you know, my hat's off to you for this. Because I mean, I forget who said it. it was I read a quote once that said, "If you're going to tell people the truth, you have to make them laugh, or they're going to kill you."
4: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much.
5: And I, so I think you've done the right thing by making this comedy documentary here.
3: Yeah, but you know, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not disproving that aliens exist. What I did is I disproved people that answered the calls that said, "Okay, I'm an expert in this field." You know what I'm saying? I I disproved some of these people that were in Leroy's world. Sure. So absolutely. Yeah, I you know, I can't disprove that an alien didn't crash in Roswell. Is it unlikely? But, yes, I think it's highly unlikely. There's something there in the water that people are drinking, and they are all pretty. Okay,
2: drunk.
4: but but you can't disprove the existence of fire spirits either.
3: Yeah.
2: But nobody and nobody
4: there's says. no evidence that they exist. But you can't disprove them
3: Right, and that's not what we're trying to do. This movie is about one man's belief in all this stuff and how it changed. And if you take away from it that all right, there's some pretty nutty people out there. I mean, if we do not get into some critical thinking or thought process in the next twenty years, um, you know, this country is going to be in even more shambles than it is now. It's just so ridiculous how far behind the times parts of our pockets of our country is. and, you know, talking about with with the Middle East, you know, I was watching the stuff last night on the news. Libyans, uh, everybody still thinks America is, you know, they don't want our help. But at the same time, we just want democracy from them. And they encompass, like, everyone here in America as being, you know, some ridiculous, like, war-hungry person or something. No, so, most Americans
4: are just too stupid to be like that. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, it's true.
4: White House, you can
3: hire better PR teams within each year. Well, that's it,
1: yeah. Blake, what this reminds me of is there was a Harvard psychologist who, psychiatrist actually, I believe, who was working with a bunch of folks down around the Massachusetts area who had said that they were abducted. And I remember reading, I believe this was in Omni magazine, so there we go again, oh. Kriana, Kriana, about how old I am. Um, <laughs> no, you're your everlasting
4: youth I, and beauty <laughs> still continues yeah. to amaze me.
1: But, but it was this great article when they talked to the, um, the psychiatrist, they were like, you know, well, what do you believe? And he's like, you know what, the issue is it doesn't matter what I personally believe this person came to me for help and i'm going to treat it as if it was any other traumatic experience for them and if it works that's great you know what There's
4: psychiatrists though they clearly believe they had a traumatic experience and that's kind of the psychological equivalent of having a traumatic experience they had
1: something they had something he couldn't necessarily say what it was who knows what that experience of saying that they were being anally probed was covering (laughs) sorry (laughs) but this person was just like I'm just going to treat them because they feel they need the help and I'm just going to treat them and you know they'll end up making their own decisions later on that's it's not my job to do that
2: and that's kind of the difference between uh religious and what you've done Blake religious took like a hack hacksaw and, and and an axe and just kind of went in kicking and biting and screaming and you've kind of said guys let's check this out come on okay and
4: while both may be equally you know true one is going to be definitely more accepted than the other
2: absolutely which is why i'm really liking this our guest tonight has been blake freeman he's the producer and director of the movie god bless america uh, skeptics look at the ufo subculture in america and it sounds like a barrel of fun. Joining us tonight also has been uh, Travis Roy, the State Director of New Hampshire State Skeptics. Thank you so much, guys. It's been a great half
3: hour. Thanks, guys. I had a great time. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. All
5: Did just jump around, or did my brain just stroke off there for a second? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> and with that... <laughs> It sounds like it's time for the coming-up calendar. Woo-hoo. Next week, Boston Comic-Con artist and King of the Sketch Cards, Tyler James.
1: Yeah!
5: I like him. He's a little too excited.
4: No, he's great. He's going to draw me an ape sapien. I love him.
5: Nice. Then on March 12th, author of No Rest for the Wicca and My Superhero's Sister, Tony Latempio. On April 9th, Her we cat blogged about us! that's right (laughs) (laughs) then on April 9th in our continuing our Boston Comic Con series we have the artist and creator of Strangers in Paradise and Echo Terry Moore will be here
2: that's gonna be an awesome
5: night that is gonna be a great night yeah that's gonna be fab and then on April 23rd filmmaker Thomas Goftin returns to celebrate the conclusion of his web series The Mind's Eye woohoo Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con, coming up on April 30th. And Damn of comic skippy. Art House. Damn skippy indeed. Damn <laughs> of Com- and of Comic Art House, your one and only source for original comic artwork. Visit Bob and Kim at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is one of the official podcasts of the Granite State Comic-Con, coming up on May 15th. Check out anotherheaven.com for the best selection of Asian and cult cinema DVDs and visit adamsmedia.com, the first name in nonfiction publishing. Tonight's outro music provided by Zenoys. Pick up their CD, The Benevolent Beast, on iTunes.
2: Dome? Our guest tonight was Blake Freeman. Uh, the movie is God Bless America. As soon as we figure out where you can see it and when you can see it, we'll post it on the blog. Also, Travis Roy from the Granite State Skeptics. You can find his website on our links page from the Alston Brighton Hellmouth outside of Boston the sweetheart of the soundboard Kriana thank you for not drinking too much tonight <laughs> in, the, in the words of the greatest
4: prince of all time smell ya later <laughs>
2: <laughs> from the four color Vault of comics great thanks to Illustrator X and the dead redhead
1: Good Good night, night, everyone
2: and from Outpost Are Califre our gaming editor great thanks to Await by Java so long,
6: everybody.
2: <laughs> and, <it's> just... <laughs> and he thought I drank too much. Oh. And this is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased, thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. Good night! Woo-hoo.
4: Good night, newbies and chat people. Ah.